What's up, everybody? Welcome to hey, the Leverage Podcast. Hey, don't really have anything scheduled to talk about today in particular. Um, so I want to try to help you guys. I want you guys to help me brainstorm. Um, I'm just going to go through each person and ask you what you're struggling with the most in the area of becoming more of an awesome dude. I know it's pretty general. Trying to figure out if there's a chronological way we could go through this stuff. So we have inner game, a lack of momentum. Um, we have being boring and how to be more interesting. Another more stuff on income and finance and budgeting. We have getting priorities done. Uh, we have languishing in the comfort zone. Going from a harem of sixes to finding a ten uh, or a slew of tens. And we have time management uh, approaching more. All right, let's see. It's funny, I was having a, a conversation with my girlfriend the other night, and uh, I feel like a girl's don't really understand what it's like to be a guy who started out with not getting any sex um, to then getting a lot of sex and becoming sort of a man whore to then being more choosy and picky about who you fuck. Um, for them, they never had to experience anything like that. It's just you're hot and you have endless options and that's how it is. But for guys, <laughs> the progression is much different. For me and for most guys that I know, with the exception of guys who are just fucking lucky and they they get the genetic wild card lucky draw in middle school and high school, they're tall, they don't have zits all over their face, they play a sport and bitches want to fuck them, then can, that, that usually continues until, you know, they settle down with some girl. Usually they settle down with a girl who's, who's uh, below their their potential of what they could get because they never had to learn game. They never had to learn how to be optimal. It just kind of came easy to them. And they never had to go through the hard work like someone like me or Shaban did. So while it seems like it's nice and easy and smooth sailing, it all comes back to even in the end because those guys usually end up with girls that are like, why would he marry her? He's tall, good looking, makes money banged a ton of girls like why would he end up with her and the truth is, is these guys don't know how to handle the hottest of the hot or the most successful of the girls because they've just everything's been given to them they don't know how to take it they don't know how to handle that tension so if you're at all salty about having to go through this don't be at the end of the day you're going to be better for it i would never change you know if i can go back and have it like they would i wouldn't Bond kind of was, I'm guessing, on that same kind of track as me. Um, wasn't having sex when he wanted, and then he worked on this stuff. So, you know, worked hard on it, and now he's to the point where he has consistent sex with attractive girls. You know, um, a six, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about it objectively, you're not going to ever kick a six out of bed, right? If, if you're, if there's no reason to, meaning if you don't have a girlfriend who's hotter, or it's not cheating, or it's not this, or it's not that, like, if she's a six, it means you want to fuck her. And if you have multiple girls that you enjoy fucking, then that's great. That's, that's a really <laughs> awesome thing to have in life. Um, 
if every man on this planet had a harem of sixes, there'd be no war. There'd be no starvation. There, there'd be fucking every problem would be solved. Let's put it that way. So Shaban's problem is a very, very high quality problem. Um, and he's looking to find someone who he doesn't just want to fuck. He's looking to find someone who he like wants to fall in love with and then wants to, you know, be super enthusiastic about life moving forward with that person. Maybe have kids. Who knows? Right. Is that, is that all accurate for Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very accurate. And, uh, uh, minor, minor uh, point. La sixes, so that's that's a pretty high standard. Yeah, yeah. And La six. Uh, not to pick on you, but I'm going to pick on you, Adam. That's like a nine, is what you would rate. So, and trust me, I had bad rating skills once back in the day too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're just fun to call out because of your rockabilly shit. So. And LA6 is hot. No one's fucking kicking that girl out of bed. I promise. So to go from that harem of sixes to hotter girls, um, what happens with, you know, when you're looking to make that jump is you're not going to find the eight plus online dating um, unless you happen to find one with a lot of emotional problems straight out of a relationship which isn't what you want. <laughs> That's the only one you're going to find on online dating. Um, also, she's probably older. The only way to really meet those girls is through your network, through a social circle, through getting introduced to them through someone else, basically. Um, and the only way that happens is if you have cool friends that do cool shit. And luckily for you, Sherbon, you have that. You have me, you have Jesse, you have the other guys in this group, and we're constantly doing cool shit. Um, and you're coming with us to do a lot of the cool that shit. You're coming, you know, to these different trips and Eastern Europe, Brazil. You also have a lot more of an option to hang out with us in LA, which you don't take advantage of as much as you could. Um, and a lot of these situations are really simple. You bring value to the table and you're going to get value elsewhere. Meaning like you bring hot girls to hang out with us. You'll get to meet the hot girls that we bring with us. Um, and that's really all there is to it. The, you know, the struggle for you is befriending those girls that are hot, finding a way to give value to their life. So they want to hang out with you and understanding that the more you try to fuck them, the less likely you are to fuck a different eight, nine or 10 that you'll meet because of them. And it's what we talked about last week on the call it's being more of a true friend than it is about making them your wing woman. Cause it's really not about making them their wing woman. Like if you have a, a friend who's a real fucking friend, she'll be your wing woman regardless. You don't even have to ask for that or set that up. It's just what friends do. Friends hook. You have a cool friend. I hook my friends up with cool friends. Right. Um, and I think you understand that. So I don't really see the need to talk much more about that. Um, but do you see how that's the progression? Yeah, yeah, uh, very, very accurate. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like at, at every level you encounter different problems, and yeah, definitely feel like I've been stuck at this level for a while, and moving up seems uh, seems challenging. Um, well, it's funny because you know I would never give that advice to a guy like Sid because he's at a much different level. He doesn't have a harem. 
So while I'm giving you advice to like befriend girls and be their genuine friend, like get in the friends on purpose, that's the opposite advice I give to someone like Sid who wants to build a harem. If you're trying to build a harem of sixes, which is what you should be doing if you don't have one, <laughs> um, I'm not saying you can't build a harem of eight, nine, or ten. It's just very hard to meet them through the traditional methods of day game and online dating and night game. Like eights, nines, and tens, they don't just roll out alone. You can meet them in day game, but that's still difficult too. Um, and you know, if, if, if you don't have the harem, then you're, you're not trying to put yourself in the friend zone. You're working on hitting on girls and being more comfortable, you know, being direct and flirty and playful. You're doing the opposite. So I want everyone to make sure that, you know, this is not one size fits all advice. This is, if you have a harem of sixes and you want to start dating girls, you know, that are hotter, higher quality. So I just want to throw that in there. Um, what was the last thing you said, Shervon? Uh, that's it. It Just, uh, basically agreeing with you and just saying, you know, uh, yeah, I, as far as, yeah, meeting those, those higher quality girls are, they're fewer and far between. And I agree, like social circle is definitely the best way to do it. Uh, but then that requires the whole, you know, providing value and hanging out with the right people. So, yeah. Well, it's simple for girls, right? If you're a hot chick, like you get everything for fucking free. You get to, <laughs> you get everything, right? You can get in anywhere. You have access to everyone. There's not a man on the planet, maybe the president or whatever, but there's not very men on the planet that you don't have access to. There's not many things you don't have access to as a hot girl. And if you have those options, you're only going to choose to spend your time on the best of the best, right? And if you're a dude, Right. So it, it, and you only have a certain 24 hours in a day to do that shit. So if you're a dude and you want to access those hot girls, you know, you have to bring resources, right? You have to hang out with guys who have those girls and bring something to the table, whether that's cash or other girls or accommodations or a fucking hilarious personality or celebrity status or fucking magic tricks, whatever it is, you got to bring it. Right. And that's the reason why that these girls are, harder to meet is because they, you know, they just don't roll in the usual, they, they don't really go to bars. Right. Um, and if they do go to a club, they're essentially being paid to go as like, you know, a model house girl, or, you know, they might be in school. Um, but they're so busy in school that, you know, they, they don't have time to go out and yeah, you can meet that occasional girl through day game. Right. But she's being introduced through everyone and everyone or everyone, and everybody. So, there's that's that's the challenge is you know you have to work to get in front of them and then once you do get in front of them then you gotta obviously be able to convert um and so for someone specifically like you Sherbon, and for me too like i had to first get in front of them and then i had to basically it was like i needed to make more of a statement about who i was um I needed to be less apologetic about who I was. Uh, I needed to make more of an impression. I needed to make, have more of an emotional impact on these girls when I was meeting them. Um, and you do that by being more opinionated, by doing really cool shit, by having cool stories, by doing things that, you know, create some sort of emotional pull 
And this is a good time to transition to the questions that Joseph and Sid brought up because they are talking about how to be more fun. Uh, why am I flat? Why am I boring? And Sherbon, you can ask yourself that same thing. Obviously, you're not flat and boring to attract uh, to like a lot of attractive women, but you're flat and boring to girls that you know can say fuck you to everyone, right? Because uh, you're playing in a much higher league. But the answer is the same. It's you do the things in life that you know you want to do, um, the things that have a really strong emotional impact on you. And it doesn't really matter what that is, right? Uh, it could be playing golf. It could be fucking starting a business about, uh, I don't know, cutlery or plates or fucking candles. Whatever it is, as long as you're super passionate about it and you share that passion, that's what sucks people in. People are sucked in by emotions, by passion. The content of what you're doing or the things that you like doesn't matter, right? Like, it doesn't matter that a smoke show might know nothing about golf, but if she meets a professional golfer who's super passionate about golf and who other people are like, dude, this guy's the sickest. He just won the Masters. Like, Wayne Gretzky's daughter, I'm guessing she doesn't give a fuck about golf, right? So she cares a lot more about hockey. Because that's who she grew up with, right? Wayne Gretzky, the greatest one, the great one, right? But she married Dustin Johnson, who's a professional golfer. And Gretzky obviously likes hockey or golf. You know, he, he plays in the Tigers tournament up in Thousand Oaks every year and whatnot. But, you know, that that's what happens. Like, she can feel his passion and, like, everything that comes with that, that a professional golfer has. And that's what makes Dustin Johnson attractive. I mean, both tall and good looking and fucking rich, right? But he is all of those things because of his passion for golf. He's not tall and good looking, but you know, he's a PGA Tour superstar because of that. And that's why he gets the, the hot chicks, right? Um, so for, for you guys, Sid, Joseph, Sherbizi, and pretty much everyone on the call, like, what is something you're really passionate about that you're not doing? What is an area that you want to study that you're really passionate about that you're not studying? Um, what is something you really wanted to do that you're not doing? You have to ask these questions and you have to pursue those things, right? Like for me, I, I always had this passion or interest in Eastern Europe just because I heard from all these guys about how fucking hot the girls are over there and how, how it's cheap and how it's beautiful and all these things. So I went there and I made a point not to just go there, but to like live there and met a ton of hot girls through that and through my conversations like that. And by knowing about that thing, because I'm really passionate about it. Same thing goes for, you know, other hobbies that I've had and other areas of study, but it, it doesn't matter what, what the facts are. It matters about the passion. It matters about, you know, having an opinion, like really understanding, being an expert on something and being able to share that. And it'll kind of just naturally come up in conversations with people that there's a reason to connect with, right? Like if I meet a girl who has no interest in anything that I do, then it doesn't matter how fucking passionate I am about a certain thing. Like it's not going to work. But the odds of me meeting someone who are passionate, who is passionate about something that I'm passionate about is very high because I have a lot of passions. I pursue those passions. I'm intelligent about talking about those things. I can teach them stuff. I can talk about it. So you know, the more cool shit you do, the more cool shit you pursue, and the more cool shit you can talk about intelligently, the less boring you'll be. People who are, you know, someone said the other day, the only people that are boring that are bored are people that are boring. 
right? And you're only boring if you're not going out and doing the things in life that you know you want to do. And I promise they're there. And if you don't know what they are, then doing, figuring them out is the thing that you should do. Figuring out what makes you tick. That's a good way to start. Or even researching the, the topic of being boring, right? You could bring that up in a situation of party and be like, hey, are you guys ever bored? Because it's really interesting. I'm bored all the time. So I fucking research the hell out of what boredom is. I'd be interested and curious to hear about that. And I know most people would because everyone's experienced being boring before. Um, so let me ask you, Joseph or Sid, does that uh, bring up any questions or ring true? Joseph, you want to go first? Yeah, it does. Um, I don't know what my block is. I don't know. I do have strong feelings about certain topics and certain things, but I guess, I don't know. I just, I've never really gotten into a conversation with a girl or anybody else where this stuff just kind of came up and, and I felt comfortable bringing, talking about it. So, so I well, feel like I'm still kind of missing. I'm not, I'm not getting how to do this or how to work it into actual practice. But you know, when I'm alone well, give me an and I'm thinking about it, what's that? Give me an example of something that you're passionate about that you, you don't know how to bring up. The environment. Okay. So, and, you know, and why are you I passionate about study. it? What's that? Go ahead. You studied what? So, you know, I've studied a lot of life sciences. That's the profession that I'm in. So I have, you know, I appreciate nature and I have a lot of I have an opinion and, and strong feelings about that, but it's just something that I, I don't know. I just don't, don't come across people that I can, that I can relate to on that topic for some reason. I mean, I have video footage that you sent me the other day about a girl who's volunteering for some, something that involves that exact subject and you didn't bring it up yeah. to her. That was a fucking yeah, layup, I right? Mean, <laughs> but <laughs> how can I put it? It's it's mainstream sort of BS. It's, you know, it's tree huggers. It's not really people, I think, understand nature and biology. It's just people latching on to something that has become kind of a, you know, a popular topic. So, well, that's perfect. You can be the person to educate these free huggers on what it really means to care about the environment. Yeah. You just need to know how to phrase that stuff, how to work it yeah. in a conversation, how to yeah. say it without offending them and making, making them shut down. Because yeah, maybe they exactly. feel the same way you feel, right? Like the way you described it to me. I still think you're just a tree hugger because <laughs> you haven't told me anything that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just seem like a fucking tree hugger to me. Right. I'm guessing there's a lot of science and biology behind it that I don't know. And you, you know, and, but until you said that part, I was like, cool. Fucking Joseph cares about the whales. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you fucking do? <laughs> right? 
<laughs> but then again, I'm not your target audience, right? Because, you know, I do my part. I don't litter and I try to recycle and whatnot, but that's just not like something I, I actively think about or put my time in, right? I don't have that emotional pull, but I promise that girl who is volunteering that you hit on had something going on, right? Yeah. And all it would take is a little bit more digging on your part. Yeah. Like we talked about on the call the other day, like she mentioned, what, what were the words you, she was doing what? She was delivering some compost. Okay. So I would have been like, you know, I don't know too many people that sign up to deliver poop for free. <laughs> compost is essentially poop, right? Um, there, yeah. So there must be a, a bigger reason behind, you know, <laughs> why you're doing a shittier job, no pun intended, than a garbage man, but you're not even getting paid for it. Yeah. So that'd be a, you know, kind of a funny way to, to ask her, like, why she actually cares. And then I'd be like, you know, and the reason why I give a fuck is because this is my passion. I'm actually a biologist. And I feel like there's so many people out there that are trying to help, but they're, and then you got to go into like your, your rant on it. My yeah. guess is there's a lot of people trying to help that aren't really doing anything because they don't understand the science behind it. And yeah. if I'm trying to help and if I'm delivering poop around New York city, I sure as fuck want to know the science behind it because maybe I could help in a better way, which yeah. I'm guessing you have some answers to, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's how to weave that in, right? And I promise okay. there's a lot of young girls who really care about the environment. That's a pretty, that's a great one. It's a very girl relevant thing. You know? That's the first one I've come across. Well, when, you know, that was the first one you came across where she was actively doing something about it right then and there when you were hitting on her. Right. But I promise if you were to poll like a hundred girls in New York City, you know, do you care about the environment and what have you done lately to do something about it? I guess there'd be like maybe 25, 50% that volunteer or they do something like that's a big thing for chicks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And, uh, right. Is there anything you wanted to say about that? Yeah. Like, um, when you talked about like, just only your passion will make emotional connection. Like even his subject about priority is the same as my major. So it's, it's about like what the subject about what about biology, for example, or environment. Yeah, it will be like does this is the way that you make impression. Like I mean as a passion, like connection. Um, to make it more clear or in different way to say it, like when you have the passion about the environment, like like when you said about 25% um, of the girls, maybe they care about the, the environment, then it's, that's the way that you trigger the emotion. You mean I mean it's most uh, serious subject, isn't it? 
No, not exactly. I don't have time to answer that question on this call. That's a whole other can of worms. How do you show emotion about a topic you're excited about? Um, so I'm going to skip that one for now. Sure. Um, but post that, post that one in the group and I'll okay, have cool. a better answer later. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Awesome.